Hey, I know. I'll use my trusty frying pan as a drying pan. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Out of the Drawing Pan, a Pokemon the Series podcast. Where each week, we discuss two episodes from the Pokemon anime and just random topics that pop into our heads. Just a quick reminder, we are an E for Explicit Podcast, so listener discretion is advised. And I'm your host, Jacob, and I'm here with my co-host, Alex. <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> it, it's, Last it's, second change. <laughs> it's so... The, the energy right now is so chaotic. I knew that you were going to switch it up again. Austin's dealing with a crisis. I'm dealing with... Less of a crisis, but still a crisis. <laughs> I was like, okay, we can do Alex first, and then Austin's had a week, so transition will be easier. So right. I we'll just do it that way. <laughs> so I I didn't step in poop this morning. I can go ahead and tell you that. <laughs> I stepped in poop about five minutes ago. Exactly. So Austin, that's uh, you've been stepping in poop a lot lately? So what's been going on? That's a metaphor or something, I feel like. Just yeah. walking through life, stepping in shit. That's the name of the game. Okay, I'm dog sitting again, and so one of these dogs is very clearly sick, and I just discovered explosive diarrhea all throughout the house. I don't know when he did this. He must have snuck away, like, and just diarrhea everywhere. So he's on the bed behind you right now, so I'm (laughs) kind of worried (laughs) about that. (laughs) It's not my bed. I don't have to clean it. Oh, gross. Okay. Yeah, so... I'm recording the podcast because we got to get that goddamn Chikorita Christmas episode out of the way. And I hope it's worth after it. After that, <laughs> I'm going to be on my hands and knees cleaning up diarrhea. The dogs are all in the room with me because it was either that or I put them all outside and I don't trust them outside. Mm. So if you hear dog noises, too fucking bad. This is a free podcast. <laughs> That's right. Is it on a carpet or is it like on hardwood floors? It's on tile. Okay. That'd be a little easier. Well, like linoleum tile. Oh, God. Oh, God. All right. No, that might be a little easier to clean up. I mean, if it's on carpet, you got to scrub it and get the shout and all that stuff. So, <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm coughing. Oh, I thought, I thought something just happened. That face no. was like. Oh, I thought maybe like the smell was like yeah. so overpowering and you started like <laughs> gagging on it. That's a trooper right there recording in a diarrhea filled room. That's disgusting. Oh. This room is clean. For now, you've got an hour. There is a mysterious liquid that just appeared in the bedspread. I don't know what it is. Oh, my God. Oh my. You know what it is? When your dogs have diarrhea, you got to clean the back end because there's some leftover there. Maybe... I think it was bully's drool. Oh, oh can't you Smell invest it. in like a diaper, like a doggy diaper? This isn't my dog. You're a good friend, Austin. Let's just say that. You're a good friend. Yeah. Fuck, I know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Top tier. S rank, for sure. Yep. Besides stepping in poop, Austin, what have you done this week? I can't focus on anything but that at the moment. Is that? Okay. <laughs> Nothing of consequence. Right. Nothing of consequence. Uh, Alex, what about yes. you? What did I do this week? That's a really good question, Jacob. A whole lot of nothing, I guess. Oh, I did watch some new shows. I don't know. Okay, have you guys heard of this yet? Chainsaw Man. Oh, yeah, really yeah. Popular. yeah. The anime? It came up on Hulu. Like, as a recommended, I don't know why. I literally just switched over. Like, we got a brand new account because it was, like, a Black Friday deal. So, it literally had no recommendations based on anything we'd watched before. So, I, like, logged into the new account over the past week and it was, like, Chainsaw Man. And I was, like, okay, why not? 
And? And it's okay. I think it's really okay. Have you seen it, Jacob? I know, I know, like the premise and stuff like that. I haven't seen the anime. I'm saving it for. I gotta binge it. I gotta wait for all the episodes to come out first. Yeah, I didn't realize that. I guess there's only eight at the moment. But for me, my first impression was the first episode. It's a really different flavor. Like I thought it was going like one direction, and then it became like this whole other thing. And I was like, okay, clearly I'm not the target audience for this kind of thing. But <laughs> I mean, it was it was okay. And I'm kind of at that point where I'm like, I'm invested in it because I'm like, okay, what's going to happen? So I, I kind of want to keep watching it. I don't know. Have you ever had that sort of mixed feeling about something like that before when you're watching a show? That happens all the time. It's okay. It's good. I think that like it's cool. Like the premise is cool. But I think some of the execution is like a little bit like, hmm, all right, question mark. But I finished that, I binged it all, and then I started uh, My Hero again. That's a great one. I know. I gave it up, like, a few years ago. I think I stopped on, like, season two. But it's been long enough to where it's like, oh, this is all new again. Well, sort of. I do remember some of the stuff. But, like, I'm like, okay, I think I'm in a place where I can start this again because there's six seasons, I think. It's good. I binged one. Okay, this is really sad, you guys, but I literally watched entire season one yesterday. In one in one sitting. <laughs> well, that's not bad. What is it like? Ten episodes or something? Thirteen. Not like a lot. Thirteen. Yeah, there's not a ton. That's kind of bad. I don't know. I felt really bad. I was literally sitting around all day. I'm like, just one more episode. Well, it's that good. Yeah, it is. It is good. It is really good. It's comics done right. You know, I mean, like Marvel and DC, they're just not fun or good anymore. So it's good to have this fresh, you know. Austin about to come <laughs> through the computer. <laughs> it's good to have this fresh Japanese take on heroes. A good perspective. I'm not taking the bait. <laughs> I'm not taking the bait. I'm not doing it. You want to? No, I don't want to. Okay. Well, yeah. So that's it. I mean, that's really it. Nothing exciting, but. All right. Okay, fine. Hero. I'll fucking take the bait. I knew okay. it. You were waiting. Jacob was stalling. He's like, yeah, come on. Let him collect his ideas. No, no, it's too much. I can't do it. It's too much. I can't do it. So Guardians 3, that, uh, that dropped, right? I don't give a shit about that. <laughs> uh, so Alex, that was it for your week? That's I all? I think so. I think so. Nothing exciting. My end, there's nothing much exciting either. I went to like my first ever candle day at Bath & Body. And that oh was my a, god! <laughs> that was a that was a war zone in there. I didn't <laughs> didn't realize it was actually called Candle Day until wait, people wait, were running wait. in the store screaming. They have an it's actual candle day. candle day. Yeah, it's called Candle Day. Apparently. All right. I'm sorry, but I'm a Yankee Candle stan. I can't abide the Bed Bath and Beyond. Bed, the Bath and Body. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> bath and Body Works. Bed Bath and Beyond. There's too many bath stores. I don't know. But yeah, it was a war zone in there. It's probably like Black. It's like you know Black Friday at Walmart. When people go crazy, but it's like a much smaller store. Everything's condensed. So you actually went Black Friday shopping in a physical store. I went both the actual Black Friday and then this is just recent. This was like this past Friday. This is the week after Black Friday. See, that's the thing for me anymore. I think these past couple years, it's like I've really just sort of forgotten that Black Friday. I mean, most stores do sales like the whole month leading up to it anyway. And then like you've got Cyber Monday. It's all we all know it's all a, a scam. Right, but <laughs> I just forget about it anymore. I'm like, there's nothing I want to buy, so. Don't tell it to Leslie and her candles. Leslie is like <laughs> the fucking coupon ninja when it comes to candles. No, okay, so I'm sure Leslie, she's smart <laughs> about it. Like, she's got the coupons and, you know, you go about it the right way and all that. But everything else, I always say this. I say, look at the prices before in the weeks leading up because 
I don't think it's as much of a deal as people think it is. No, I've looked out the past three Black Fridays, like, big time. I got, like, a very nice printer for 20 bucks, spectacular. And then this past one, I got a 30-piece Tupperware set for $20, glass Tupperware. Glass? Oh, my God. $20, 30-piece, all different sizes. Look at this (laughs) fancy guy over here with his I love how these are, like, adult home items. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Jacob's the married one of our group. He's got to do the more adult stuff, right? But see, that's a good thing, Jacob, because you probably already had your eye on that kind of stuff, right? You're like, oh, I need a printer. Oh, yeah. It was, that was actually, our printer just died like two days before we got the new one. So we were like going there and I was like, are these 20 bucks? And wow. the lady was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, give me one. Plus, I, I, Austin, like Austin talked about, I live next to a good Walmart. You live next to, like, the king Walmart. It's like <laughs> the nicest of all Walmarts in the whole world. This is very rare, I feel like, for Walmart, but I know the employees in there. Like, that's how long they've been there. Since I moved yeah. here, the same people have been working at this Walmart. Like, there's no turnover or anything at this Walmart. Everyone's like, oh, hey, like, everybody, this is like the family Walmart. I believe it. It's crazy. It's like the target of Walmarts. It is. I got diarrhea to clean up. Can we keep moving? It's going to be there regardless of the fact that we finish soon or late. I mean, it's still there. So. Yeah, so let's just draw it out. Make sure that the smell lingers for longer. Austin is, you know, sound the alarm. He's uh, blowing his horn for us to move forward. Speaking of horns, the first episode we have this week is Little Big Horn. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> I want to just say, Jacob comes up with these on the fly. It's great. He doesn't plan it or anything. We have uh, the Little Big Horn. This week in Chikorita Rescue, which is not the Christmas one. No. Okay, just making sure because I was disappointed if this was. Uh, I'll tell you what. Next week we got a Chikorita Christmas episode and a Stantler Christmas episode. So get ready for that. The Christmas episode. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So the same Pokemon that are this week are the next ones. The same ones? What? Yeah. Yeah, I guess there is another Chikorita episode this round too. They love Chikorita. Chikorita is like the (laughs) big deal here, right? All right. We got a lot to say about Chikorita. <laughs> All right. Let's get on to Little Big Horn. No, first I got to do the randomizer. Uh, Alex, you got the 30-second challenge oh, this week. no. <laughs> I get okay. Little Big Horn, and Austin, you get uh, Chikorita Rescue. All right. Oh, no, the leaf blower's back, you guys. Sorry about that. Bully snoring next to the microphone. It's fine. All right. I'm going to try my best with this. All right, Alex, in five, four... Three, two, one, go. Okay, so we're still going to Violet City, I think. We're in some unnamed city where they happen across a baby Stantler who is injured in a park. And Brock is, his Pokemon breederness is coming out. He's trying to help this thing. But it creates an it creates an illusion, what they think is an illusion, of a bunch of Stantlers. And Officer Jenny's there, and she jumps out of the bushes. And then Team Rocket tries to steal the baby Stantler. But ultimately, they reunite it with its family. And the day is saved, and Brock is like, yes, this is my calling. Time. Help Pokemon. Yes. Good job, Alex. I was distracted. I forgot all about Stantler as a Pokemon. Well... Luckily for Stantler, Stantler's had some some glow-ups happen to it recently. We got the... What's the one in Arceus called, Austin? 
Weird Deer. Weird Deer, that's right. Weird Deer's cool. Who's that? Who's cool? Weird Deer. Weird, Weird Deer. Deer. That's a cool name. I like that name. I don't even know that's how you say it, but that's how I say it. But speaking of names, what city are we in for this episode? Because I did not catch the name. It doesn't say. There is no oh, city. Oh, it doesn't say? Okay. <laughs> it's an illusion. It's an illusional city. It says a nice metropolis. That's where we're at. I have a theory about where we are. Where? This is an actual theory, not just it's an illusion for the umpteenth time. <laughs> we went from the performance venue of Florioo or whatever. <laughs> then we were in Spinarak City. And then we were in... Beverly Hills. Snubble Hills. Yeah. And now we're in Stantler Park. I think it's all one big metropolis area. Oh, so it's, it's just like one big... Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I think it's one big metro area. Yeah. That makes sense. That's what I'm going to have to tell myself to get through this. Instead of a bunch of different cities that they just go to every day? Mm-hmm. Okay. That makes sense. But uh, you know what's interesting about this metropolis, these big areas? There's a lot of greenery in these areas. You know, like near the big city we live, it's just concrete. But here there's a lot of bushes, a lot of trees. So it looks like maybe they care about the environment a little bit more or they just understand that air comes from these things. It's an urban oasis, according to Brock. And in this urban oasis... There's a lot of deer, apparently, or stantlers running around, because we see one that's just rustling in the bushes over here, probably trying to eat some food, relax a little. But Brock goes over there and just starts, you know, disturbing it. And we learn from Dexter, too, that this Pokemon <laughs> is the bighorn Pokemon. Right, I, and it has, like, those little eye things are cute. What are those things? It's, um, I'm those trying to think of what other things. animal has it it's kind of like a mask to scare predators away like a moth yeah like a moth when it flares its wings out and it has like a fake eyes or something on it yeah that makes sense i'm looking up a picture of stantler i want to smell one i want to smell a stantler okay that would be like what do you think a stantler smells like it says a pleasant odor according to dexter okay i have a question for you guys like when you're thinking about like the stantler sprite from the original gold and silver games as i often do i often sit around and think about the stantler sprite from gold and silver i've got a tattoo of it yeah exactly doesn't everyone i thought that was common but does its face like for me i always thought okay well i thought a lot of things about the sprites as a kid we, need a, we need a visual aid alex we can't <laughs> stantler's face looks like it has a beak doesn't it it looks like a beak that's my color. point There's yeah it's color. like it goes from like i don't know what is going on with its face it's kind of like a bulldog slash like beak slash deer face it looks like a beak to me i don't know does nobody else think that i think that when i was playing pokemon gold i saw a shiny stantler before i knew what a shiny pokemon was <gasps> and then it ran away that Aww. sucks sorry what is a shiny stantler isn't it green i'm sure it is they're all fucking green oh yeah definitely green what's it look like in gen 2 hold on yeah this is literally it, the difference okay that looks like a stantler to me i don't see the weird beak you're describing it looks like a beak i don't know anyway whatever also why is stantler not a psychic type it doesn't make sense hmm. it's got all these psychic abilities is weirdier a psychic type let's find out weirdier yes it is okay mm -hmm. i stand corrected they rectified that with weirdier stantler facts stantler facts and the Duck Galaxy does have some jowls on it, but I think that's just holding in like this purple, I don't know what you call it, vapor that it shoots out or excretes out of its body. <laughs> what? To, uh, and it blasts it in rock <laughs> and, uh, and Misty's face. And they, um, 
I'm trying to create is, a visual. Here. What is? It was really weird. It was. It, looks, it was really weird, dear. It looks oh like that, um, that <laughs> thing from Jurassic Park that shoots uh, yeah, acid the in, Norman, in Newman's face. <laughs> it looks like that. Jacob is. It, ha- <laughs> it was very similar to that scene. Yes. Yeah. You're painting like such a weird picture of this. It's not how it happened. <laughs> yes, it is. This is exactly how it happened. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, yeah. The baby sailor jumped out of the bushes and sprayed poison in Brock and Misty and Ash's face and started to eat them. Yeah. Well, they were harassing the sailor. Of course it did. <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, it's got to survive, right? It doesn't know if it's going to kill him or not. Okay. To be fair, Brock was harassing it because he was acting like a cat, which made no sense to me. He's like, you got to act like the Stantler. And I don't know. Then he starts like meowing and shit. <laughs> he starts grinding up on a tree. <laughs> <laughs> if you watch that in like super fast speed, it's hilarious. Oh god! <laughs> and this is before the odor was excreted from the Stantler. This is pre uh, purple vapor that Brock is rubbing against the tree. Oh god! Whew. I have a different outlook on this now. This stuff's also kind of like what uh the Batman villain Scarecrow does. It kind of like makes you go crazy. So that's what this Stantler does. Because after th- it, this odor hits him. I don't know if this is visible or if it was just for our effect to know that there was something there. But it gets in their nostrils and heads to their brain because then they see um, a bunch of wild stantlers running. I don't know, weird ears running at them. Just a herd. A herd of <laughs> Pokemon running at them. And they get scared to death from this because they don't know if it's real or not. It's like the wildebeest stampede from Lion King. I'd be scared. Yeah, Simba's just laying there on the ground. Or Mufasa, not Simba. Was killed with the wrong character there. Yeah, well, he died. <laughs> Spoiler alert. He got trampled Ooh. to death. That's a good what-if scenario. What if Simba got trampled and not Mufasa? What would happen to the kingdom? Oh, my God. Well, doesn't... Okay, Mufasa... How do we feel about Nala? Like, isn't that his child, too? Like, he has other kids. I think Nala has his. to be his child. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. So that... Now, when you think of it like that, let's think critically about this. Um, oh, my gosh. So... Okay, we have Mufasa, and then Sarabi is Simba's mom, right? I think. I don't remember. Anyway, but then there's that whole scene of, like, Simba meeting his, like, other pack members, and Nala's there with her mom, and I can't remember her mom's name. But what we know of Lion Prides, those are all his mates, and so Nala has to be his kid, and so Simba and Nala ended up to, okay, you're... You know what it sounds like? It sounds like they need the law to come in and interfere. Just like in this episode when Ginny comes out of the bushes <laughs> to help our um, friends out after they escape the, f- the herd that's running at them. And Ginny kind of comes in and saves the day a little bit. And this is not, I'm exaggerating here. She escorts Ash, Misty, and Brock back to our police station where she tells us, hey, the stampede is going crazy. And basically the city's empty because of this um, fake stampede, which also implies that this... Stantler has just been spraying this purple fume stuff all over the place. God, it's like going to a Macy's. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But think, what kind of scale would this thing have to be um, hypnotizing people? Because is it going to individual people? Are people coming to it? I mean, it sounds like more like a villain than an animal in need here. It's a wounded animal. Let it do what it does. (laughs) That means all these people are trying to help it and they just can't. It's not really trying it. to help it. They were like bothering it before they saw it was wounded. Yeah, maybe so. My question is what Jenny was doing in the bushes in the first place. That's the real mystery. She was looking for Stantler. Was she? 
she was, I don't know, snorting coke that she found. I mean, honestly, I, I think that's probably more likely. She was taking the purple substance and, like, refining it into a sellable form for the market. She yeah. made some gummies out of it. Some, some powder. I don't know. That sounds like a bad experience with the Stantler coming at you. She's got a secret, like, you know how, like, when you watch those moonshiner shows, they go, like, deep in the forest and everything, and they have this, like, secret moonshine operation with, like, booby traps and stuff to, like, alert them when somebody's walking through the woods. That's the vibe I got. Yeah, Jenny's setting up these traps in the public park. Yeah. Maybe Jenny brought in the baby Stantler and hurt it, so it would cause <laughs> these... Illusion to keep people out of her secret moonshine business. Would you put it past her? I don't think I would. I think that's exactly par for the course for her. Ginny's looking for promotion. There's no crime in this city. Lord, she whacked it with its nightstick. (laughs) (laughs) Left it in the woods. How do you explain its one injured leg? That's what she did. She took the nightstick and just... I know. Right to the kneecap. God, she's horrible. The plot, the sinister plots we come up with for these episodes. Yeah, well, you know what? Also, further evidenced by the fact that later on, as we will see, she stops Brock and everybody from, like, helping. Like, she's just like, oh, let Brock get trampled to death. Don't help the baby Stantler, because if she, if they did, they would realize her master plan. Uh, Team Rocket's in this episode, of course. Well, they come running down the street, too, because they've seen a herd of Stantlers running at him, too. And uh, this just causes everybody to freak out. And Ash, Misty, and even Officer Jenny kind of freak out a little bit. But of course, Brock comes in to save the day when he realized all the Stantlers, they're just an illusion. This is all fake. This whole episode's a fake. No one's really here. Nothing's going on. Plot twist. Halfway through the episode. And he actually goes up to the Stantler that's causing all the issues and realizes that its leg is broken, mangled. (laughs) And he feeds it. Uh, nurses it back to health and Team Rocket notices this and they're like hey maybe we can actually get this Pokemon and give it to the boss because Giovanni's been requesting a surplus of Stantler. The fact that they even think that Giovanni would even remotely care about this baby Stantler is amazing to me. I would say this baby Stantler is actually pretty effective. It It's able to clear out an entire area with its one power. Okay that's true. I think I population guess population control. Yeah, if you use it for like clearing out an area to like do criminal activity, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And they would genetically alter that pink or that purple vapor too to become sort of like you know where it could hypnotize people or make them give up all their money. They would pull some kind of stunt like that with it too. This is very reminiscent of the aphrodisiac slowpoke, <laughs> <laughs> where Giovanni wants to have that from. What was it? It was Electric Tail, right? That was that. Yes, it was Electric Tail. Yeah. And everybody was like taking off all their clothes and rolling around in the grass and, and everything <laughs> else. So maybe the same kind of thing happening here. Jacob, you missed out. Oh, yeah. With the last couple episodes? No, the Electric Tail episodes also. Oh, I did. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a good one. It's a good one. I recommend it. Go back and listen to those episodes. What a wild ride. But we'll, we'll let that go for now because just like our twerps. They're going to let go of this Stantler because it's nursed back to almost perfect health. Kudos to Brock. He did get this thing. There's no telling how long this thing's been hurt, limping around because, like I said, the town's disappeared. Brock's able to heal it in like a day. So maybe he should become the new Nurse Jenny. And I don't know. I think that should just be a possibility. (laughs) Nurse Jenny? (laughs) Yeah, Nurse Joy. (laughs) Maybe a combo. Maybe he can enforce the law and cure all the Pokemon. Edward. That's what I keep thinking. Every time somebody says, okay, you know what? Cut that out. (laughs) (laughs) Austin's so done. 
Hitler is released. But Team Rocket is spying on this the whole time. They swoop in to try to steal the Stantler with their anti-Stantler number seven, which is remote controlled. Pretty fancy stuff here. And they're able to capture. Wait, 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 wait. You can't just gloss over anti-Stantler number seven. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to get to it about how it shoots spikes and how. Well, wait, wait, wait. What is this thing exactly? (laughs) It's a Trojan horse type of Stantler looking thing. It's like a 50-foot-tall deer mecca. Yeah. Love it. It's not even a Stantler. It's a deer. (laughs) They even say something about, like, kids piloting it. Wait, do they really? No, they did not. Oh. him. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's literally a deer robot. And I think at one point they're like, why did we even need this thing? Because you literally could have just, like, fired out a net from, like, a, a net cannon or something. It's one function is to shoot out a net, and that's it. Yeah. And also, like, what did you say, Jake? Those, like, weird spike things that almost impale Brock? It has a kill feature on it. It actually Okay, says, I missed that part. It yeah. says kill on the remote control. It's a skull and crossbones. It is intended to end the life. Okay, it was a lot more impressive than I thought it was then. Yeah, but then their whole thing is like, hey, we caught this Stanler in a net. We almost killed this kid by impaling him to death. Okay, we're done with it now. Just leave it in the woods. Like, that's literally... James is like, yeah, we're, we're, it's good. We, it used up its purpose and we can leave now and just leave it in the woods. Uh, at which point Brock is like, well, now I got to destroy it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> well, I mean, this was completely in there for the fact that Onyx needed to be brought out. Because we yeah. haven't seen Onyx do something that is like had any purpose to it since the staircase. So this is for Onyx to come out here and take down this robot. He had a really good tackle attack. Okay. That took down the stationary thing that wasn't doing anything. It wasn't. No, it almost killed him. There still had act. It still was active. Was it? Yeah. The thing was a lot more interesting than I remember it being. Can I look up Onyx's moves? Because, like, we've only ever seen it use, like, tackle and bind, I'm pretty sure. Doesn't it also know rock throw, but the animation for rock throw is it tackling through the air because it's a rock and it's throwing itself? That's so cute. I love that. Okay. In Generation 2, Onyx's moves are Tackle, Screech, Bind, Rock Throw at level 14. I thought you were looking up Brock's Onyx specifically. Oh, no. I'm just looking up General Onyx. Harden, Rage, Sandstorm, Slam. Okay, let me look up Brock's specific Onyx. God, Onyx's moveset is really shitty. Brock's Onyx? Just Onyx in general in Gen 2. It's really horrible. Okay, this is Brock's Steelix. I don't want that. They're the same thing. Okay, this Pokemon spent at least 403 episodes as an Onyx. Like most of Brock's Pokemon, Onyx received very little screen time in comparison to the Pokemon of the other main characters. <laughs> Whoever wrote that, fucking shout out to you. <laughs> oh my god, that's some low-key shade right there. Okay, let's see. Where's his moves at? Oh, here we go. As an Onyx. Tackle. Bind. Dig. Rock throw. Sandstorm. Slam. Iron Tail. Dragon Breath, Stone Edge. Okay, these are, like, later. Okay, it is not. No, it doesn't know that shit yet. No. Okay, so it knows Tackle, Bind, and that's about it. Yeah, I think it's Bind it uses to destroy the robot. Poor Onyx. It's so cool, but it it doesn't get to showcase its potential. No, it gets two seconds here. Like, basically, throws it out there. It beats the robot that's no longer being really used. I mean, it kind of shoots some spike at Brock, but it... It doesn't really attack Onyx. Onyx just wraps it up and crushes it. And then Onyx goes back in his Pokeball. So another 30 seconds worth of Onyx material there, if that. But what does happen next after Onyx defeats this robot 
actual giant Stantlers appear in the mountains. <laughs> Not like the robots, but actual giant Stantlers come in to play. Okay, okay, they're Stantler size Stantler. How do you know they're not giant Stantlers relative to other Stantlers? Okay, well, that's true. I don't have a, a rep size chart off the top of my head, but I'm going to assume they're like regulation Stantler. I'm sorry, does anybody else have a problem with like the sizes of Pokemon in general? Yes, I'm sure they're actually like two foot seven or something. Let's see how big a Stantler actually is. Does that include the neck? The neck? <laughs> oh, are you measuring it like a horse, like up to their like shoulder? Yeah, like some horses, they don't they don't measure past the neck. Uh, I don't know that, but I'm assuming from the tip of its like horn to the bottom of its little foot, it says it's four seven. No, it's not. It says that <laughs> height four seven. Weight, 157 pounds. Holy cow. Thanks, Pagan. So that's... What do you think it is, Austin? I don't know. How tall is a deer? How tall is a deer? How tall is They're a over white... five feet. ...tail deer? Oh, a reindeer is 2.8 to 4.9 feet. A white-tailed deer is 1.7 to 3.9 feet tall. No, I've, I've, I've had a deer get in my face before. You had a deer get in your face... <laughs> Yes. <laughs> that deer was pissed. Yeah. It was, Did you throw hands? Throw hooves? Does a buck count? They had antlers. Were you, like, fighting with it? Were you, like, locking antlers with this thing? What were you doing? No, it's where, where my father lives. His neighbors have a pet deer. Oh, excuse me? They have a kidnapped deer is what they have. That's right. No, it actually it lives in a fence. They take it for walks. They feed it treats. It's got a collar. Like a like a deer. Like a, like a deer. Yeah, it's a deer. Like an actual deer. Like people hunt. How does it not jump over the fence? It likes where it's at. I mean, if oh. you're being fed and pampered, you wouldn't want to go anywhere. Was it, like, injured as a small baby deer and it doesn't know how to fend for itself in the wild or, like... I didn't get the backstory on it. I just know this thing had, like, a blue collar. I can't believe it this. To, it just, like, it lives in kind of like a fenced-in area. And that's, oh. that's all I got. But it's a pretty big one. I imagine probably because it's been fed right and... Yeah, they, it's a domesticate. Well, I would even say domesticated, but it's in a captivity. It's a wild animal. Yeah, so apparently deer, they're really kind of short. Three feet. A mature buck weighs anywhere from 200, 300 pounds and weighs and stands 2.5 to 3 feet tall at the shoulder. Oh. Told you. Mm. They don't count the neck. You so maybe, neck okay, so Stantler's actually what? Like five or six feet tall when you're measuring its neck and the antlers? So these eight foot, 10 inches Stantler come out of the woods here and see that their baby... It's trapped in this net by Team Rocket, which they're just now finding this Stantler. Who knows how long they've been looking for it, or if they have been looking. Maybe they just heard it crying and thought it was someone else. I think it's a lapper situation where they just <laughs> happened to be there. <laughs> they just happened to be there. We weren't looking for it. It just happened to be there. And they come out, and they actually do something kind of stupid. These Stantler do. They Good intentions was to save the baby, but they jump in the air and they cut the net. But the net is about like 200 feet above the ground. So the Stantler just starts free-falling, and nobody can really catch it. Bulbasaur comes out with Vine Whip, doesn't work, and then all of a sudden we see Brock come running in from the horizon, and he jumps about 10 feet and grabs the deer and lands in some nice soft bushes and actually saves the Stantler from being crushed by gravity. <laughs> so, <laughs> Crushed by gravity? And then the Stantler turn around after that little mistake, but it was good intentions. They turn around and they actually stampede Team Rocket and then crash them off. And they are they blast off into the I don't know. Maybe they're going to Violet City. We'll see. 
<laughs> it seemed to always land in the Wait, next what? place our twerps were going to be. <laughs> Them blasting off only lasts for one episode, and then they come back. Yeah, that's what I mean. They always seem to conveniently land at the next spot our twerps are going to be at. They never go anywhere else. Could you imagine being tied to somebody for life like that? Like, just cosmically, everywhere you go, they're there. They're there. They're there. They're there. They're there, baby Stantler. You're reunited with your mother, Stantler. That mom didn't seem like she really cared all that much. She was just like, oh, hey, you're here. Cool. It was out of convenience. So out of convenience, the Stantler is saved. How do you guys feel about, like, okay, poll, quick poll. Should Brock have kept the Stantler or not? Reasons why? No. I mean, no, he doesn't need to be keeping any Pokemon. They never come out. I mean... (laughs) I mean, they just live in the Pokeball. <laughs> What's going to do? Put a blue collar on it and put it in a fenced-in area and take it for walks? I mean... He already fed it treats, so he's halfway there. I don't know. I kind of was, like, a little upset with the way he kind of treated it. I don't know if this is, like... Is that the correct way that you're supposed to, like, get an animal to leave once you've, like, sort of taken care of it? Because he's like, go on now, you ugly old Stantler. Get out of here. Nobody wants you. And then yells at it. Okay, I had a huge note about that whole thing. Okay. They take the Stantler to the the hillside where they're like, oh, it must have come from these mountains. And then they're like, okay, Stantler, this is the way home. Bye. And the Stantler doesn't want to go. And then they start screaming. Brock starts screaming at it. Get out of here, Stantler. We don't like you anymore. Yeah. Y'all could just walk up the hill with the Stantler and find the Stantler herd and drop it off and then be on your merry way. You don't think the Stantlers would have run out of fear if they saw the, like, or maybe attacked because they thought, like, oh, my little baby Stantler is being held hostage. Like, I don't know. The Stantler fought a hot air balloon. I think they'd be fine. Okay, that's true. (laughs) Well, Brock is really lucky that the Stantler run around when he was yelling at the little one. Right? Because then they would have thought he was the bad one and they would have stampeded him, so... And what was up with that, like, aggressive posturing that he did? Like, they literally, like, he he pushes the Stantler out into the road, and then he's, like, puffs out his whole chest. He, like, clenches his fist. He's, like, get out of here, Stantler. And then he, like, stomps on the ground, and he's, like, lunging towards it, like, go, Stantler. I'm, like, what the hell, Brock? This is awful. He's throwing rocks at it. I don't know what's going on. He's, like, violently, like, moving his arm. He's, like, go, get out of here, Stantler. And the poor thing is, like, devastated. It's crying. That wasn't a good thing. I think Brock, like, he does have a whole much more to learn about animal husbandry because that was pretty mean. Yeah, Pokemon in itself sends a lot of mixed signals when it comes to what to do with Pokemon. Like, it says, you got to catch them all. But then there's a bunch of episodes of us, like, putting them back to where they were in their natural habitat. Oh, my God. So it's like they always got to walk that line between catching them all and being nice to them. Literally have that exact point I want to make in the next episode, so... <laughs> yeah. Cool deal. Well, we can move on to that after we get done with our MVP and our MVP and our quotes, if no one else has anything to say about this episode. Was that all that happened? They reunite with the Stantler family, I guess? Yeah, that was it. Yeah, got your Stantler filler episode in. Cool. Some more introduction. Austin, you're going first, followed by Alex, and then myself. For our most fiber player and our least fiber player, in our quote. I'm going to do MVP for Mama Stantler to defend her from you guys. Because I'm sorry, the framing of the introduction of Mama Stantler was so cool. She was like jumping off a cliff in silhouette and like jumped in the air and attacked Team Rocket and cut the Stantler net. And yeah, she would have gotten the baby killed. But you know what? She's a fucking deer. She's not very smart. 
she did the best she could under the circumstances. So That's she gets my MVP. One way to defend that. Okay. I mean, it's a deer. I don't know what you expect. <laughs> my LVP will be. Do I want to give it to Brock or Jenny? Ooh. Mm, I don't know. Brock. Okay, maybe? I want to give it to Jenny. Okay. For one, for our silly Jenny's running a criminal conspiracy like she always is idea. And, but the other reason, the real reason is because Stantler are able to produce illusions. And Jenny tells us what happened to the twerps happened to every person who lives in this city. They find the baby Stantler, then suddenly a mysterious herd of adult Stantler appears and chases them. And then they mis- disappear just as mysteriously. Who knows where the Stantler could possibly be? It's not as if they could possibly be an illusion or anything. Cut to the Stantler clipping through walls and shit. Like it's Scarlet and Violet. Oh my god. So yeah, Jenny for not being able to figure out that the Stantler were not real. Because she's not a deer and she has no excuse. Maybe she is. Maybe she's a bunch of Stantlers in like a human suit. In a miniskirt? Yeah. Just running around. It's like those dinosaur uh, costumes. Okay, I kind of want to get one of those, but I want to get the Spider-Man one. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay, I'm going to take a Team Rocket quote. This is after James spent all their money on the giant Stantler 7 or whatever. And Jesse says, how are we going to live without money? James says, well, if we don't do something to make sure the boss gets a rare Pokemon, we won't have to worry about living for very long. (laughs) I mean, Giovanni actively has tried to kill them. Remember the the infamous uh, blimp incident? (laughs) He tries to crash them for insurance fraud. Oh, my God. Which they never realized. Love it. Who's next? Jacob, was it me? It's you. Okay. I didn't even write anything. I'm going to have to come up with something uh, improv. Okay. Um, MVP, I'm going to give it to Brock. Why not? He was, I don't know, doing his best, even though his Stantler imitation left a lot to be desired because he wasn't even acting like a Stantler. He was acting like a cat or something. I'm not really sure. Poor guy. Acting is not his calling. So I felt bad enough to give him MVP for that. LVP, who, oh God, dare I, oh God, do I even want to say this? Do I even want to invite this in? LVP Onyx for not even like (laughs) being able to accomplish anything outside of that 30 second. I mean, I guess it did blow up the big robot, but they do it so dirty. I don't know, you guys. Actually, you know what? Scratch that. I'm going to give it to Brock. LVP for Brock. (laughs) Isn't this two episodes in a row you've given Brock an MVP and an LVP? Is it? I'm pretty sure. LVP to Brock for not even utilizing Onyx to its full potential. How about that? Oh. Okay. It only knows tackle and bind. It's pathetic. Okay, that was a stretch. Anyway, uh, I didn't even have like a quote. There's like one thing Ash says, I guess, when they first meet the Stantler and the, the herd of Stantlers comes out of the bushes and they don't know enough yet to be like, oh, that's an illusion. And Ash says, it's a whole lot of Stantler antlers. That's all I Hey-o. got. Yeah. Move on from me. That was bad. What is left? I'll give my MVP to the little baby Stantler for surviving because we really don't know how long it's been hurt. I'm going to give my LVP to all the people in the city who had to move and vacate their own houses and no telling where they ended up all for a fake herd of Stantler. But they feel pretty stupid when they get back. If they come back, the city's probably Jenny ruined. Jenny won't let them back. <laughs> city's probably ruined now. And my quote, I'm going to give it to Meowth. It's after Meowth gets hit by someone. Meowth goes, Meowch. Meowch. Cute. That's it for Little Bighorn. Now we can move on to the Chikorita. 
rescue. Yes, we have finally left the city area, and we are walking up the mountainside. We did that in 30 why... seconds. Oh, <laughs> goddammit. Oh, yeah, we were supposed to do that. <laughs> Alex is going to let it keep going. I wasn't going to say anything. I'm like, hey, if you want to just jump right in, who am I to say anything? You got uh, five seconds Bruh. here, okay. Alex. And three, two, one, go. Like Austin was describing, we're on our way to Violet City, but we're in the wilderness now. We're in like a mountainous, snowy area. And before we get there to ski, Ash sees a sleeping Chikorita and decides he needs to catch it. And they get into a battle, and apparently Chikorita is like level 100 or something. And they get bested by the Chikorita. Team Rocket's there, tries to catch it. They get trapped in the mountainside. And then Chikorita decides it wants to come with Ash because it's in love with him. And, Time. Yeah. Okay. Uh, welcome back to the episode of the Chikorita Rescue. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that Pokemon? Or as I like to call it, the inferior snow way out. Yeah, basically. Yeah. It's the same episode. Mm-hmm. Our episode begins with them walking up the mountain, and they did not take the baby Stantler with them, which is what I would have done if I was the twerps. Wait, you just said that you thought Brock should not have taken it. I would have taken it up the mountain looking for the Stantler oh, herd while right. doing so. Are we on the, they're on the same mountainside, Oh, this then? is that mountain? How many mountains can there possibly be? There's a lot. Well, it's everywhere. Yeah. Okay, I'd like to point out, we're not even in Cherry Grove City. It takes about 30 seconds to walk from New Barktown to Cherry Grove City, and they're still in between these two. Oh, yeah. Just saying. Whoops. <laughs> now we got to get over the mountains first. We see the ski, uh, or rather, we see a snowy mountain, and Ash and Brock are like, let's go skiing. And Brock's like, yeah, I can get laid in the lodge. But Ash is like, fuck getting laid at the lodge. I see a Chikorita. Randomly. Yes, it's sunbathing, and he's going to catch it. Because, as we all know from Casey, Chikorita is so cool. Can we talk about a few things that are happening here? Yes, we can. Okay, for one thing, who thought it was necessary to get a whole ass flashback to the battle between Casey's Chikorita and that wild Ratata. The I animation budget one of that. <laughs> In case I you forgot, forgot yeah, like yeah, for all the Jacobs out there that forgot that Casey had a battle with a wild Ratata. Great. Glad we cleared that up. They had to put really emphasize Ash's jealousy where it spawns from. You were just mad to see Casey again, Alex. Well, you know what? She added nothing of value except for like a time killer of like thirty seconds when we had to do that flashback and reuse the animation. Also, secondly, can I talk about, like, what are you guys' thoughts on the, um, how to determine whether a Pokemon is owned or not? Um, it kind of <laughs> is like the, uh, Kevin way in Home Alone of just shouting, I'm gonna do this, unless you come out, and then no one comes out, so you're free to do it. I love that. Ash is literally, he, like, starts yelling into the void. He's like, is this anyone's? Because if it isn't, don't say I didn't warn you. Okay. That's up to the person who owns the Pokemon to be like, whoa, 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 whoa. Is it? Hold on. Yeah. I don't know about that. I mean, wouldn't why he... is it just by itself in the middle of a fucking mountain? Well, <laughs> pets run off sometimes. and That's like, true. But the Pokeball would have bounced off, right? I mean, like, it right. wouldn't have been able to get caught. But first, before we try to capture Chikorita, we got to battle it. So it's Bulbasaur versus Chikorita, and Bulbasaur goes out like a damn chump. Oh, my God. Chikorita gives it a single razor leaf, and he's out for the count. No, he hit him on the head with a vine whip. Oh, whatever. Some low-powered grass attack takes out Bulbasaur that should have done one hit point. Oh, that's, that's, oh, terrible. Pitiful. Now it's time for Charizard, and Charizard's a cocky little cuss, 
and he steps on Chikorita, but Chikorita doesn't have any of that time for that bullshit, so she trips him, and he flamethrowers Ash in the face, and that sends Ash and Charizard into a tizzy, because now Charizard and Chikorita are tied together via Vine Whip, and they fly into a cliff, because Charizard's a fucking genius. That was awesome. That was the coolest part. I'm going to take you out with me. <laughs> Honestly, that the mechanism behind like that how that whole scenario played out was the most ridiculous contrived thing I've ever seen in the Pokémon anime. It was awesome. We got to get a damn Chikorita episode again. How do we have a level 5 Chikorita take out a level 70 Charizard? Okay, go. Well, I'll tell you what, cuz we take that Chikorita to the nearby Pokémon Center that conveniently exists. And she tells us that all the Chikorita around here are like this. They all oh, like to go around and fight level 70 Charizards. And so they all end up brutalized and in the Pokemon Center. So she's just saying that they got like an, all these Chikoritas have like a Napoleon complex because they're so yes. small that they got to take. Okay. They all have a defect in their brain to where they have to fight stronger Pokemon. This is like the mountain of like evil Chikorita or something. This is so weird, but I, you know what I immediately thought of? Those, you know, those parasites that like hijack bugs and then they like force the bugs to like crawl up the stalk and like, you know, announce themselves to predators to get eaten and then the life cycle continues. Like, that's what I thought. Like, some parasite has hijacked this chikorita's brain and makes it fight. That's what that little sprout, that little sprout is on top of their head. That little, the little leaf. Is that the actual parasite sticking out of its head? Yeah, like it's a parasite that digs into the brain right there to the front and then it grows a little (laughs) blade of grass to look like it's a part of chikorita what even is chikorita is it a dinosaur it's a jelly bean with a face on it what it is is critically injured (laughs) because team rocket has arrived in their ambulance and they know that this chikorita needs to go to the even more emergency emergency room stat so they take it from the pokemon center and nurse joy is like I don't know who those people are. and doesn't really try to stop them, but they reveal themselves anyway. And they're Team Rocket, and they're here to steal this Chikorita. <laughs> so, that's a good point. They were so close to getting away with it, they just ruined it. That is a yep. really good point. They were actually on the way out. Oh, okay, Alex. sorry. While do you have were, a Parasite update? I don't have a Parasite update, but while you were talking about that, I was very intrigued by like what a Chikorita is based on, so I was looking it up. If you care to know. Uh, Mint-flavored candy corn. I mean, might as well be. According to Bulbapedia, take it with a grain of salt, Well, that's worth. Yeah. Obviously, based on a sauropod, a dinosaur, potentially, like when we get into the meganium stage, I guess. But also, its shape and appearance alludes to that of a pear or a Belgian endive, which is like a leafy thing. This is the same Bulbapedia that said Onyx was based off a mythical desert worm or some shit did it don't you remember that oh that's right hold on let me see if it says that still mythical desert worm yeah it was like the cryptid it was like a oh yeah the mongolian death worm yeah so i don't want to hear what bulbapedia has to say (laughs) what the the mongolian death worm is like a fake thing oh yeah that is not the case okay whatever all right well the 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 death worm may be fake but what's real is the danger Chikorita's currently in. Oh, yes. So Ash is running after the ambulance while Misty and Brock helpfully stand still and do nothing. And Ash jumps onto the roof of the ambulance and it takes him to Team Rocket's snowy log cabin. <laughs> Again. <laughs> Hold on. 
glossed over the fact that Ash ran, outran a speeding car that was going 50 miles an hour by running up a cliffside and jumping onto the roof. It's Ash. He can do whatever the hell he wants. Sorry, he I thought we aura power. We had to be clear about that. Okay, they have some Stantler powder <laughs> left in their pockets, and he just was he able just, to use that to propel himself. Yeah, he's like a cocaine bear. It's cocaine. Think it's go pills. Team Rocket have Chikorita in their log cabin, and instead of taking it to Giovanni, they're like, "We gotta have Chikorita sign this form that will legally bind it to us for the rest of eternity." <laughs> A paw print will do. Um, and Chikorita mulls this over. She considers reading the contract before doing so. But Ash is like, Chikorita, you can't make that Faustian deal with the devil. I'm here to save you. Before Chikorita is able to legally sign away her rights. <laughs> it's just like, that's just like a little kid star or something signing its way. No, don't do it. Always read the terms and conditions. Yep. Oh, Can Chikorita read? I don't think so. She was. She was she was about to read that shit. She was pursuing it. She was yeah. definitely had an interest. Yeah. What was the what were they trying to do with her? Member of Team Rocket. Just be a member of Team Rocket, that's it? Yeah. They were probably signing her up as like a full fledged human member of Team Rocket and they were gonna submit the application form to Team Rocket headquarters. Ah, uh, for more money. Honestly, like I guess that's like like kudos to Team Rocket for having like a whole like process that you have to understand the contract and sign it and you know all this stuff it's not just a they're not like having an indentured servitude situation over here i just visualize like team rocket like being those people that walk around neighborhoods that knock on doors and try to (laughs) get them join your group like would you mind here right here sign this please canvassing there's a whole branch of team rocket that's just canvassers that go around uh there is we've seen them before they're in the game you can try, right. they try to make you join the, when can we get, okay, speaking of that, when can we have our game where we can actually join, like, the evil team? Pokemon Coliseum. Oh, God. I don't know. I feel like we should get a game with different perspectives. Like, you know, because half the time they don't even think they're doing anything wrong. They're like, hey, this is for, like, the greater good and all that. And so. Are we the bad guys? Yeah. What if we are the bad guys for stopping them? Alex, if you're thinking of joining a criminal organization, Ash is here to stop you. Right. Because he bursts through the door and throws a snowball and gives a Team Rocket motto. That was super cute. Which I assume you wrote down as your quote, Alex. I didn't actually because I think you've you've called me out on it so many times, I've stopped doing it. <laughs> Damn it, I wrote in my notes. I'm sure Alex will write down Ash's <laughs> motto so I didn't bother. Sorry, I didn't. Regardless, uh, at this point I stopped paying attention to the episode because it gets really boring. <laughs> And Ash takes Chikorita, I, something, question mark, and now they're out in the snow. Oh, they're all, like, bind together with, like, these, like, hook trap things. Yeah, Team Rocket shoots them with, like, these rope arm things, and they somehow all get, like, tied together. I also kind of blacked out a little bit. Somehow he ends up, like, rolling down a hill in a giant snowball. Yes. And then... And then they're not in a snowball, and then they're not in the trap thing, so I'm not sure what the point of that was. So they could all be bound up together. The snowball hides them from Team Rocket, too. Oh, yeah. They crash. That's what it does. Under yeah. the tree, and they're in the snowbank, and then Team Rocket drives by on their snowmobile, and they're able to avoid detection. Chikorita leaves because Chikorita is having a horrible day, and I can't blame her. Get the hell out of there, Chikorita. So Ash and Pikachu find a convenient little cave, and they're going to recreate their freezing to death in the cave moment. Then Ash changes his mind. He's like, I gotta find that Chikorita. Pikachu, you stay here and freeze to death while I go freeze to death outside. (laughs) 
He has a stupid moment where he finds some Nidorans fucking in the bushes. Yeah, what was up with that? Can we... Wait. What was up with that? Ash watched that for a little too long, too. Oh, my God. I mean, that was like five minutes of the episode. Yeah. And then he randomly screams, avalanche! And then falls off a little thing. There was no avalanche. Then he finds Chikorita and takes it back to the cave. Pikachu's like, Pika-Pee! And they don't freeze to death. Cool. Then they leave the cave. This episode's so weird. And it's making me cold, too. Nobody's dressed for winter. Everyone's still wearing their normal clothes and it's snowy outside. Yeah. Ash shoves the Pokemon into his little jacket thing, which, I mean, so Chikorita is now enamored with Ash because she got a good sniff of his scent, I guess. She got some of that Stantler powder nose there. Mm. She's got her own scent to <laughs> waft around Ash now. It's that parasite. Ugh. I wrote, anyway, Chikorita likes Ash now. They blast off Team Rocket, and Brock and Misty and Nurse Joy find them. You, uh, Yeah, so at the end, can I just add, like, the weird... Th- this just devolves into, the like, weird territory, because Ash is found by Brock and Misty and Nurse Joy, and then, like, later, they're like, okay, we're gonna, like, leave now, and, like, they're gonna leave Chikorita with Nurse Joy, but Chikorita's devastated by this, so she, like, runs after Ash and, like, tackles him down, and he's like, oh, okay, you can, like, come with us. And she's, like, thrilled. We get, like, several, like, Chikorita, like, zoom-in shots to, like, Chikorita nuzzling up against near Ash's crotch area. And then, Whoa. and Whoa. then, I'm not even kidding. And then there's, like, a there's a whole scene where she jumps up on him and kisses him with, like, puckered oh, lips yeah. and everything. Which I didn't even know Chikorita had lips, but apparently it has lips. <laughs> she needs to, she needs to leave him alone. Whoa. Yeah, Chikorita's in love with Ash. Yeah, that continues. Something happened in that cave. Oh, yeah. stop. No, stop. <laughs> I was between two and four in the morning. Oh, Jesus. We don't, that's, that continues though, doesn't it? With Chikorita yes. being that kind of yes. like weird. Yes. Yeah, go yeah. back and rewatch that because there's literally like several crotch zoom in scenes with Chikorita. I missed the crotch zoom in scenes. I wasn't paying too close attention to Ash's crotch. Well, I tried not to, but it was pretty obvious. And then the kiss. The kiss on the face. And then your kiss, your kiss is on my face. You said your (laughs) lips, your lips is on my face. Chikorita has lips and that's the most disturbing part of it. The fact that it knew how to do that stuff too. Like where's it seen this before? Yeah, what is Chikorita's background? She knows knows how to read a contract. She she knows human intimacy. There was, oh, man, let's not ask too many What's questions. What's going on in this mountainside? <laughs> if you brought, like, a new dog home from the shelter and it puckered up the first time you got it, you're like, oh, God, I, don't know what, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing with this thing. <laughs> oh, God, you guys, no. Oh. Okay, I hope we're all ready for Chikorita to stay around for quite some time. God, what did the previous owner do to it? Hadley. Just so everybody knows... This is the reason why Austin wanted us to be on track. So now we have the context for how Ash becomes Chikorita's trainer leading up to this Christmas thing. Super important Christmas episode. Super important. Super important. Yeah. So I'm so glad we finally have the answer to all our questions. We have done it. Okay. Now we can all breathe a sigh of relief. We no longer need to have an episode every Saturday. (sighs) Jacob and I are like, oh, God. (laughs) That's awesome. So we're on track then. Good. Good Finally. We should actually make that a policy, I think. I think we should make it a, if the episode comes out on Saturday, good. If it doesn't, no big deal. Yeah. But the people are counting on us, Austin. 
Okay. Okay. Well, I'm, I, for one, am glad that we finally have the resolution to the how do we get Chikorita randomly on our team question. I'm so excited for these Christmas episodes because I can't remember them and Austin's been pushing them so hard. I'm I've like, not been pushing them for any reason of quality. I've been pushing them for the reason of I like to have a nice Christmas special to come out on Christmas Eve. That's it. I'm still excited. You can't bring me down. The last Christmas episode that we did was tons of fun, you guys. There was the whole Santa and the boot. And <laughs> that was wild. And like Lapras was there and it was just a complete trip. Before we get too far into the next week's episode, we can go back and do our MVP and our LVP and our quotes for this episode. Alex, you're first, followed by myself, and then Austin. And oh. I'll go ahead and foreshadow it. I didn't get a quote. I didn't write anything down, so let's just let's just make up some shit. Okay, MVP. Oh my god. Was there even an MVP for this episode? Casey. fuck that (laughs) okay let's start with the lvp because that's easier lvp casey because she appeared and she didn't (laughs) have to (laughs) who cares about casey and her chikorita nobody but we had to have a whole five minutes dedicated to that okay you know what actually i have a lot of lvps but we'll just yeah we'll stick with that mvp i'm just gonna give it to brock and misty because they stayed out of this episode largely and (laughs) (laughs) like we don't need you no, I mean, honestly, they were spared from all this Chikorita bullshit, so I'm sure they were happy to have missed out on all that. They were having a normal time in the Pokemon Center. Anyway, let's see, quotes. I, sorry, Austin, I didn't write down the Team Rocket Ash motto thing. I'm so sorry. Maybe I'll start doing that again. Let's just give it to the part where they're riding by in on their snowmobile looking for Ash and Pikachu and Chikorita after they get away in their snowball. And James says, I really need sunglasses. Everything's so bright. And Meow says, not everything. You're here, ain't ya? Damn it. That was one of my two quotes. Sorry. It was so good. That's it. Am I next? That was me. Um, okay. What, put, can you put the Ash? Did you use Ash's motto? I didn't write it down. You didn't? I'm sorry. Here, I got a quote for you, Jacob. All right. Uh, we'll start with that first then. What's the quote, Austin? <laughs> Jacob came up with this 100% on his own. Oh, yeah. Oh, there it is. I found it in my notes. Uh, my quote is, Jesse says, that's my kind of Pokemon. And then James goes, unfortunately, my kind of Pokemon are Weezing and Victory Bell. Oh. My LVP is easier. I'm going to give my LVP to uh, Joy. I think this is very rare that Joy gets it. But for just letting Team Rocket come in there and take Chikorita. And I give my MVP... I don't know, that hole in the cave or the hole in the mountain to shelter our friends. (laughs) Oddly convenient. God, there really weren't any good MVPs, were there? (laughs) Everyone was bad. Austin, I swear to God, if you don't give LVP to Charizard, I'm just kidding. Shit, I have a lot of LVPs. Bulbasaur, Charizard, Ash. Who deserves it the most? Just give it everyone. Let's just go list and say there's no MVPs. Everybody gets LVP. Okay, I am going to do a triple LVP for Char- for Bulbasaur, Charizard, and Ash for that pitiful display against Chikorita. That was awful. God, horrible. My MVP doesn't exist. Um, I'll give it to the Nidorans. <laughs> they were having a good time. For procreation? Yeah, good for them. <laughs> you should have given it to that snowbank that Ash fell off of because it crumbled and knocked him on his ass. It almost did its job. My quote will just be me out, and I don't have any context, but he just at one point says, Yes, Sir Rita. <laughs> no. And that's it. N- now I got diarrhea to clean it up. I have a question, though. I have one thing. One thing. One thought. Okay. We kind of talked about this in the in the past episode or whatever. The whole point of catching Pokemon 
like with the baby Staler, right? That was one thing, I guess. But Ash was battling this Chikorita and weakening it. You have to weaken it on purpose to catch it, right? Yeah. They have this whole battle. It's really weak. And I was like, okay, Ash, if your whole purpose was to catch it, why not throw the Pokeball? But instead, they make this huge-ass deal over, like, oh, we can't catch it. It's weak. We gotta take it to the Pokemon Center. I'm like, isn't that the whole, like, point of this? I don't know, since when they treat wild Pokemon like that before they catch it. I think the problem is the Pokemon franchise is predicated on the idea of battling and catching Pokemon. And it's an inherently cruel thing to do. So we gotta oh pretend it's not... We're not at black and white yet. Calm down. My reasoning is always, you know, the Pokemon get to decide if they stay around or not, but that never happens. That is, that's probably why they came up with the healed ball or whatever it is. I don't know. I just thought that was, I mean, obviously the Pokemon's health is important, but they're monsters, you know, they they battle and then they don't die. They get healed. I don't know. That was my, my question. It's an ethics dilemma. That was a long one. Yeah, what do we got next week, Austin? What's on the menu? <gasps> it's the Christmas episodes! Oh my god, at long last. They are called, it's a second pair of Pikachu's Winter Vacation shorts, which are titled, apparently this one has two titles, Winter Games slash Winter Vacation 2? Whoa. Okay. Alright. And Stantler's Little Helpers. <laughs> That's pretty good, I like that one. So, you're saying, Austin, that this that episode... Well, I guess we'll, we'll talk about this later, but this episode's coming out right before Christmas, or is that when that's scheduled to come out? December 17th. This one? Yes. Okay, and then the, the Christmas episodes are coming out Christmas Eve. Yay! Okay. All right, we just like to say thank you all for listening, and be sure to leave us a five-star rating. If you have any questions or concerns about the show, be sure to email them to outofthedrawingpan at gmail.com. Again, the email is outofthedrawingpan at gmail.com. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at Out of Drying Pan. Again, the handle is Out of Drying Pan. And join us next time as the journey continues.